and then it could be like a fun like king of the hill thing like can you can you kill your dad uh that got weird <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's our sound bite Free live performance. Let's do it. Your attention, please. Yeah, I have a synth that's just a guitar or a guitarist dogs barking. <laughs> Justin, do you want to do the intro? Yeah, definitely. All right, do it. All right, we are down to week 14, which normally would be playoffs, but we got an extra NFL week to work with, so we pushed everything back. We got a lot of teams kind of digging it out for that number six spot. We got a lot of teams that are locked for playoffs. I'm here with my co-host, my co-commish, my uh, partner, although I'd love to see his team eliminated and not in playoffs anymore. It's Austin, man. How's it going, buddy? It's going really good. I somehow, you know, just convinced you right now to do the intro for me, which is the only part of the podcast I really like fuck up on. So uh, now I'm in the clear and, uh, you know, it's it's feeling great. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, Last week was a tough loss. Um, I'd kind of be in the position of some of these other teams or pretty much be a lock at this point had I beat Jana. Um, It also was frustrating. I've complained you know, maybe not enough this season about how teams just absolutely like come out against my team, dude. I have like the point, the most points against by a huge margin. What is this like a 150 point margin? It's just a lot. Yeah. Um, it's like, it'd be like if you were playing, you know, narwhals every single week or Niblonians or something, just teams are averaging, you know, 170 points a week against me. Uh, thankfully, you know, my team's hanging in there, but you know, we have one of those tools, you know, where you can like, look at if you had somebody else's schedule and there's a lot of schedules where, you know, I have like a nine, 10 win team and, uh, that'd be nice, but you know, is what it is. We play with, uh, divisions and we play with, uh, you know, these win losses and stuff like that. So, I'll live with it. Uh, I got a tough matchup this week against Nibblonians. It's not what you want to see as your final matchup of the, the season, but definitely you know, not. Gotta gotta work for it this year. Yeah, if you if you guys haven't gone to one of those sites where you can uh, you know load in, especially if you're you know probably not making the playoffs, and you just want a little extra frustration, go ahead and, and go to one of those sites and then just uh, check your record versus uh, Andrew's schedule and uh, see where you'd end up. It's, pretty good stuff uh, about the point scored. I did notice earlier this week, just kind of looking at it that like, um, you know, the, the teams that have had the most points scored against them are some of the top teams. Uh, I, I think a lot of that has to do with divisions because the top three are you, <laughs> Jana and Lucinda, sorry, you Lucinda and then Jana. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Like the, the gap there that you mentioned, like 150 points, scored more against your team over the season than the second place. I mean, we were looking like halfway through the season, Jana had like a point scored gap of maybe, you know, like a hundred, 150 over the next person. That gap has almost been eliminated. And I, I don't know. It's just like the worst kind for you, you know, having all those, it's like no, no respite for you. Right. Right. When you need it, you need to make the playoffs. 
Yeah, and that was another reason why the loss last week hurt is because I'm also kind of chasing Jenna in points a little bit, um, you know, and and so I'm even further behind, you know, beating her and cat, you know, that would also imply that I was, you know, beating her in points. So maybe it could have closed that gap to like 20 or 30 points in case of a tiebreaker. Now she's even further ahead of me. Thankfully, you know, I, I didn't lose by like a massive margin. Um, but that's one of the playoff scenarios we can talk about in a little bit is me outscoring Jana, which seems incredibly unlikely. Well, we'll see. Yeah, anything can happen in last week, uh, but I, I don't know. It's uh, definitely crystallized a little bit. Um, as you mentioned in chat, we we now have four teams that are locked in. Um, I was I like last week I was kind of like realistically locked in, but I think now I'm mathematically locked in. And then in the uh, Bastion of Thunder division, uh, I mean, as, as crazy as your guys' division is, I mean, I feel like Passion of Thunder is easy, equally as, as nutso. But uh, yeah, we got Jim and uh, Ashley both tied at eight and five and both locked for the playoffs. Yeah, their, t- their division's looking tough. You know, the, the big difference being Mega Shark versus Adams. You know, Adams is just, well, they kind of turned it on last week and came up with a win. Yeah, they did. Um, but I mean, Mega Shark just scored, you know, 200 points this week out of nowhere. Um, so, you know, both these kind of last place teams really turning it on, but I mean, you look up and down our division, it's seven and six, six and seven. Um, there's a very real chance that our entire division finishes, uh, seven and seven, which is just fucking mind blowing. (laughs) I, I still think it's like, does that confirm that it's a power division or, you know, do you need a, do you need a great record? Like at least one person have a good record. I mean, the way that the divisions are structured now in our schedule, it's impossible to be, uh, uh, have a great record in a good division like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to lose to those other good teams, but it's really funny to me though. Like I've picked quite a few divisions and, you know, we, we pick other teams cause it's funny or we pick other teams because, you know, we, we like those teams or, you know, whatever we haven't played them a lot. I usually don't put like a ton of thought into it because, you know, in the end it's like mostly luck, how everything shakes out. Um, but dude, I am just fucking killing myself over this division I made this year. I like, <laughs> I would be locked for playoffs probably with a buy had I put together like any other combination of divisions and I'm just really kicking myself here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I kind of am too. Like I, I definitely still draft divisions for like, I look at the teams and go, all right, who do I think's the worst? Um, correctly identified you know, butthole surfers. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you know, I was, I, I think voting more against the success rate of like true zero RB, but I like the one, I think I picked Andrew first overall because I just looked at his team. I was like, he's, he's complete studs and duds. He'll be like dead by week four. And, uh, he lost week one and hasn't lost since. So what the hell do I know? I know we uh, we briefly kind of talked about his points against being like by far the lowest in the league. And like for reference, his team has about 400 less points scored against them on the season, which is fucking insane. Then you um, do? But, but Andrew's team has been awesome. Yeah. You know, I don't want, like, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, I'm, I put together, you know, average points over the last month. That's something I, I like to look at a lot when it's, you know, looking at, you know, how hot teams are and stuff like that. Andrew's number two in points over the last uh, month. And, you know, he earlier in the year, he was kind of like a middling team, which is fine. Um, but he's really kind of, you know, been climbing up the ladder a little bit. I think uh, I think you just outscored him this last week, right? You just ahead. caught up. Yeah, I just um, caught up to him the week after, you know, no matter no longer matters anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he, he's been putting up so many points. I mean, our matchup like uh, it, it's so 
it's so frustrating because you're just I mean, I thought I was just kind of like watching his players. I was watching a lot of those games and just going like his offensive players, you know, they're doing pretty mediocre. I mean, they put up, you know, pretty good numbers in the end. But it was just, again, that like the floor of IDP, like when you have a really solid IDP roster that's getting you like where like 10 points is the low, you know, the floor for them and they're scoring, you know, 15 and to, up to 20 on a regular. Um, it, it just it like that was really eye opening for I literally did not believe believe like ESPN's projections for that match the whole day just because I was like, I no, it can't be that it can't be that much. The IDP floor, man, it carries you and it's, uh, you know, still looking pretty sharp. Yeah, you know, and and Andrew has kind of ended up with a lot of uh, underrated players this year, too. You know, like right now in his lineup, he's rocking DeAndre Carter and Byron Pringle, which would probably be like kind of hilarious in any other league. But Carter's wide receiver 23 on the year, Pringle's 35, you know, like not incredible. But I mean, these are, you know, these are free guys off the waiver wire. And, you know, the return yards just give you like such a nice floor. And, you know, should the game script kind of tilt their way, like uh, Deontay Harris, who just, you know, got suspended. And he was like, what, number six on the year? That guy does Mm -hmm. not get a lot of play in the offense. But man, you know, if you can find the right kickoff guy, uh, it's just such a boost to your lineup. And then, uh, yeah, you know, being backed up with Rogers, Eckler, Cook, Josh Jacobs, you know, who's been super good. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, you can kind of get away with that kind of stars and scrubs thing and and backfill some of these positions. Yeah, I admit, like, I think definitely this year, I think last year as well, I kind of, you know, as far as like draft strategy or really even, you know, picking up people off the waiver wire, I've sort of stopped thinking about the return yards um but we just you know we just changed that what like two years ago three years ago so that the uh the punt returns get you a bit more on the the yardage right yeah we made them both equal yeah so um i mean it actually is like you know a little bit of a boost so i I think uh at least for me it was just like man and i know you're you you go after returns um you know ben rondell was doing that for you early in the season but um yeah, it's 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 something to to remember, and I, it's cool. Like I always like that you know wide receivers pretty deep, and I think like the nature of like PPR kind of makes it a little bit deeper too. But yeah, they're definitely. I mean, I when I faced against Matt and I saw, um, I forget his dude's name, but I was just like, who the f is that? <laughs> like, well, he has no business being a top twelve like wide receiver. What the hell is going on? Don't neglect those uh, return yards. Yep, unfortunately he's out for the season and uh or at least our season. And um Matt, you know, eliminated this week. Let's look at some of these other bunnies, TGIF, Rip. We already knew about Adams and uh Bunnies or Adams and uh surfers. Um, I know you said bunnies were kind of your dark horse. Um, you know, they really just weren't doing a lot the last uh last I don't know for a while now I'm looking, they, they have one of the lowest high scores of any of the teams, but you know, 150 points averaged over the last month. Did you yeah. think that Brett had a chance to to turn it on or was the writing on the wall? And we we're just kind of dragging things out because he Not, had the, the wins to back it up. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah. They had like his team is kind of, you know, uh, turned it on over the last month or so, but dude, it's, I mean, you can, you can only put up with so many injuries and you see this like actually in, you know, the NFL too. I mean, good teams will survive an injury. They'll survive two injuries. It's like, but at a certain point you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> we got to fire our training staff, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I mean, like, at the end of the season like this, where you're getting back into divisional matchups. I mean, if I would have lost to him when we played, um, you know, it could have put him in a, a situation where, you know, he might've been able to press me for that second spot in the, the division and the playoff spot. 
Um, but you know, when you got your big boy Kamara out, you've already got CMC out. I mean, and all the other stuff, it's, it's just, it's, it's rough going. So Brett, I feel you. Uh, I've been there before losing because of injuries is the worst, but unfortunately part of the game. Yeah, it's tough. You know, there's some Reddit thread today, I think that was like worst first round ever, you know, and I remember coming out of the draft and seeing Brett's team with CMC and Kamara. And I was like, man, that like, that was the move right there. Like all of us who didn't, you know, make that stack, you know, we're, we're the ones who kind of lost out and, you know, made some really great pickups too. You know, Mitchell was was such a clear, you know, he's the first big guy on the waiver wire this year. Uh, then he got hurt and things got kind of messy, but holy shit, do I wish he was on my team right now, man. Like, you know, for this like last stretch that we're making and going into playoffs and stuff. Uh, so Brett, you know, made a lot of good moves, but unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm looking at his team right now and remembering the whole Mike Davis situation too. And oh, no yeah. one on the face of the planet, you know, understanding that Cordero Patterson was going to come out of nowhere and finally be fucking good. So, you know, some, some bad breaks, but you know, uh, they, in fantasy, you know, everybody always talks about the process. And I think, uh, I think Brett had a really good process this year. It just didn't pay out. Yeah. I think we were all drooling, you know, before the draft that, you know, you got to keep Mike Davis for because what waiver are your minimum. So we were mm-hmm. like, Oh, that that's for sure going to pay off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that sucks. So, uh, yeah. Adios to, uh, Brett, adios to, uh, Eric TGIF, another, you know, strong team. I, I think we were talking about last time, the, you know, a, a team that kind of always scares me, but, um, yeah, just beat up by injuries i mean kind of lucky he's not going for a playoff spot you know this week because now you've got uh injuries to uh, like adam Thielen, um mike williams on the covid list he's unvaxxed he might be out two games it's kind of funny you know some of these teams got eliminated not because of this stuff and now it's kind of like yeah man it's a good thing they're not heading into playoffs because it'd be pretty pretty gnarly yeah but uh, I, I think like overall i don't think uh, eric's luck has been Super bad as, as like Brett has with the injury. But, you know, again, we talked last time that, you know, Calvin Ridley with his, you know, had taken personal leave and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Alan Robinson, we all, you're a Robinson fan. I think at the beginning of the year, none of us would have expected this. So to have, you know, injuries, to have, you know, your top keepers who at the beginning of the season were like super values, both, you know, basically not see the field anymore. Um, yeah, it's pretty tough for Eric, but as you know, you know, he'll be back there next year. He always puts up a good draft. I'm interested in see, you know, what he does with his keepers. So uh, good luck, Eric, next year. We'll see you. Yeah, so let's go ahead and pivot over. I've been talking about this so much in chat. I doubt anybody's not kind of aware of the situation, but yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at it here. So obviously we got the boomers, the number one seed all locked up. Um, I, you know, I don't have any good way of tracking this and I'm too lazy to go look it up, but, uh, you know, we talked about this before Andrew lost week one. So that means he's won 12 games in a row, which yeah. I'm sure has to be a, a Bono's record. Yeah. I don't remember if Matt, lo- Matt would have had to lose week one. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, to go 12 and one. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if we've ever seen that before, a 12-game win. And now, he's, yeah, he's got the opportunity this week, and it seems pretty likely, you know, that he'll probably come away with another win. So maybe looking at the first 13-win season, first 13 games in a row, pretty pretty gnarly. Record-breaking. Yeah, so Andrew has got that spot all locked up. You are right behind him and, you know, doing well with wins and doing well with points. Unfortunately, you're just in the wrong division. Um, so we're going to have to see where you shake out the number two seed. It looks like we'll probably go to Jim. 
He right now is the point leader for his division. Um, he's got one win on our division. Uh, Ashley is kind of nipping at his heels a little bit, but she is, um, you know, not, not huge 40, 50 points behind him. Um, so there is a scenario where, you know, they, they both win or they both lose and Ashley can kind of take over that division. Um, and then they'll be looking over at our division to see what goes on there. If I pull it up real quick, I can kind of give those odds. So 75% chance that Jim ends up as the number two seed. It's most likely, uh, Ashley right behind him with about a 17% chance. Um, and then, like I said, uh, our division is kind of the dark horse to maybe pull that off if they if they both lose. Um, Jana ha- is the leader there with a five percent chance, and I have a two percent chance of uh, taking over the division. So, yeah. number two spot with the buy, um, you know, the buy is so so important. And then, you know, looking at this is something I wanted to bring up too. Looking at the list of teams, I mean, we. It, it's pretty obvious it's the six best teams going into playoffs. And I don't even think it's like remotely close. Uh, I mean, when you're like, you're talking about like looking at the actual rosters, you're making like subjective. Looking, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, the rosters, how well the teams have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have seven awesome teams. Six of them are going to the playoffs. Sometimes uh, it's been less so since we've had six teams, but occasionally there is a team that's kind of like, you know, or a handful of teams that get super unlucky and they're not going to make the playoffs, but, or, you know, a light, like my team last year, a lucky team that gets into the playoffs. But man, I mean, every team we're looking at right now is, is pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, uh, the guest so- appearance by my dog, uh, who's going nuts in the background. I, I could see the blips going, so I'm guessing you guys can hear him. But, uh, yeah, no, one other thing real quick. Um, I, I've noticed some interesting trends with the, uh, the playoff teams, but, um, Real quick, going back to, you know, you were talking about you predict, you know, uh, Jim locking on to that number two spot. I mean, if we're talking about matchups, not only does he have the uh, point advantage, um, he gets to play Martin, which I don't know. Martin turned it on last week. Maybe he's, uh, you know, in pure spoiler form and, and ready to, to wreck Jim's world. But, um, you know, I think he's in pretty good position there. And then, you know, Ashley's got to go get a win against Eric, who might be out of it. But again, you know, I, I think much more solid roster there something to be worried about yeah it's definitely um it's definitely interesting um um you know i wish i had an easier matchup this week but you know is what it is yeah you take what you can get so the trend that i noticed when i'm looking at and this this it it's dependent on who makes it out because there's you know there's three people from your division vying for those two spots um but uh right now so we got me we got andrew uh, we have Jim, we have Ashley, and then uh, Jana, yourself, and Lucinda. If you and Jana make the playoffs, and Lucinda is the odd person out, um, that will mean that all six teams that are in the playoffs have been in the, the playoffs the last two years. Like the first thing I was looking at, of course, is always like championships. I'd like to see who's fresh. Like, are we going to get a new winner? Um, and so those odds are, are left to be seen. I mean, if you drop out, then it's just me and Ashley uh, as return winners. Uh, so uh at max you know three and three but then you know kind of looking back at the league history um because i have a little bit of a i don't know like short-term memory i guess for playoffs so i can only remember the last year's playoffs but a lot you know a lot of these teams narwhals were you know in the first round two years ago and andrew was in the first round two years ago um i believe Jim was last year or two years ago. Either way, it's uh, kind of cool that at least you know we're we're getting some teams in there, some fresh blood, but also you know some teams that have been seeing some success the last couple of years, and maybe this is their chance. This is a shot. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with most of what you said. You know, if it's not going to be me, uh, I definitely don't want it to be you. And mm-hmm. we've got a lot of other um, exciting teams, you know. Uh, you know, even for Ashley, like it's it's been a long, long time, you know, since her championship. And a lot of these other teams, you know, are either new or like we said with Shenanah Heads Boomers, they've been, you know, they've been here the whole time and just haven't come over with the win. So it'll be exciting, you know, kind of rallying behind um, whichever team ends up getting ahead. I uh, can't say that I don't want to win still, but, you know, at least there's something else to root for. Um, I'd probably feel a, lo- a little bit differently if it was, I don't know, like you, me, Eric and Ryan or something, you know, as yeah. the final four, that'd be pretty boring. No, I, I mean, my perfect bracket is just me and then a bunch of newbies, you know, some of you guys have won before. Um, and then it could be like a fun, like King of the Hill thing. Like, can you, can you kill your dad? Uh, that got weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> there's, a, there's our sound bite. um but yeah no i'm like i'm stoked for a lot of teams i mean we've got like you mentioned some older teams like uh andrew and jim um who historically i mean have had some of our best seasons i think like our very first season was the the year like jim went like 10 and 2 or 10 and 3 or something that was like he was our first you know like hot team in year one um you know and has definitely had his uh you know, downtimes, but also had some like pretty good seasons, you know, like I said, was in the playoffs recently. Um, you know, so you could pull for the old guys. Uh, it, Andrew is definitely at his, I've, I've had my ass kicked by a, a handful of Andrew's really good teams, but again, not making the promise line. And then we have the newbies, you know, like the, it'd be cool to see Jana get, you know, even to the bubble. Lucinda has been there before and she lost. Like I would definitely not be sad with the Niblonians championship. I think, you know, that would be fitting for you know the way listen the season went a couple years back. So I don't know. It, it's it's exciting. Yeah, I don't want to root against Lucinda, but unfortunately she's kind of the barrier for my team right now. Yeah. Um, so to get back from our really long sidetrack here, we have the four teams that are locked. Um, and then we have the three teams from my division, which are, you know, some of us are more on the bubble than others. Uh, my model has Jana at a 98% chance to, you know, stay in her spot and, uh, you know, stay go to playoffs anyway um it likes nibblonians more than me uh slightly so they have nibblonians at 52 percent and me at 50 so you know coin toss if i'm gonna get in i do have an extra path to getting into the playoffs um but lucinda is more likely to beat my team uh, at least based on like the historic scores so the system is favoring her a little bit more um, the edge case that I mentioned earlier, though, is that, you know, if I lose and Jana loses and if I outscore her by 50 odd points, um, that'll split the tiebreaker and it'll be me and Lucinda going and Jana will kind of be the, the odd person out. Uh, very unlikely, but it's always nice having these like really weird paths to, to rooting for stuff. So uh, Jana will, you know. If she's not winning, she'll be rooting for me to win because if I win, then Jana's also locked because uh, Lucinda won't have the wins for the tiebreaker. So uh, I also have that going for me. I get some some narwhal juju unless I need to crush her. Yeah, it's exciting times in that division. I mean, even if uh, I don't know, it's just uh, this this is the divisional magic and it's I tough. But at the same time, it's it's like you know you you really feel like you fucking earned it, you know, because not all it, it's also unlikely that we're going to get a buy out of our division too, and yeah. it's super likely given the seating that the teams coming out of this are probably going to play each other in the first round of the the, the playoffs. <laughs> 
So it's just like the hits just go. I mean, we got to really, really beat the shit out of each other to like get out of this division, get into the playoffs, play that team again to get to the second round. And then you finally get some, you know, a respite. And then what you get to play fucking you and Andrew and Jim like, oh, great. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, not to keep bringing up your harrowing loss last week, but I think it it, it does show you how much how many stakes there are, you know, for that that one single win. You mentioned that your you know chance to get the um, number two seed is like down to two percent, but you know, last week you were leading that division. Um, yeah, so it's uh, I, I don't know. You, you one week you're sitting on top, and all you need to do you're in control of your own destiny. And now you're sitting at like a two percent. You know, Rube Goldberg kind of like, how do I get into uh, to that top spot? A lot can happen in in one week. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, for what it's worth, you know, uh, Lucinda and I, we both like, you know, we we control our destiny at this point. You know, it for for the most part, it's going to be whoever wins this game gets to go to playoffs, which is, you know, you don't want to be in that situation. But again, at least you're you know, you're rooting for your team. You're not caught up in this tangled web of oh well, if this person loses, you know, and this happens, it's just really just, well, let me go out there and try to win today. Yeah. Kind of, kind of feel like this is like uh, it's the playoffs starting early. We're getting a little pre, you know, this is the uh, like baseball wild card one off matchup. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, it is exhausting though. I mean, all these games have been like must win, you know. And then, like I said, we're probably not getting a buy out of our division, so then it's going to be you know immediate round one. Like, let's go. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't had the buy, which is probably a lot of people because we we haven't been there that long, having the first round buy is fucking incredible. Like bench dudes stash a whole bunch of guys for like the following week, you know, that have good matchups and stuff. You're not even like sweating injuries and stuff. Oh, it's just it's incredible. It is uh definitely something hard earned, well utilized. Uh there's not I don't know, like it it doesn't take many round one losses to realize like I hate playing in the first round. <laughs> like there's nothing That's worse than like being so exhilarated that you made the playoffs to it, having it ended, you know, sometimes as early as Thursday night and just going like, Oh crap. <laughs> um, so yeah. Was there anything else that you had left left on your, uh, um, you know, the last thing I wanted to talk about looking at the playoff picture is how good all these teams are that are going. And so I mentioned earlier, we have, um, I have, uh, these kind of rolling averages for the last month. Number one team, Puma Skulls. Number oh, yeah. two team, the Boomers. Number three team, Giant Octopus. Number four team, Niblonians. I mean, like I said, it's it's just, you know, the who's who of who's heading to playoffs anyway. Uh, Matt actually comes in at number five, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, you know, too little, too late with that. But like I said, these teams going in, you know, we got Jim at six and Janet at seven. I mean, it really is. The one team I want to mention is kind of the, the odd person out, uh, Ashley, man. She's really only averaging about 140 points since she scored. She averaged almost 200 points for three straight weeks. It was kind of on top of the world. Uh, but since week nine, uh, the last five matchups, just averaging 140 points. So I wanted to get your take. What do you what do you think about the shitty sources? Are they kind of the team limping in, or do you think they've just kind of been unlucky and they can they can turn it on in the playoffs? I'll say they a, are locked. Yeah, as a team that usually is not a strong like powerhouse team, just and is happy to just make the playoffs and hope that you have a good three weeks. Uh, one, I will say. It doesn't matter what Ashley's score was for last month. Get in, 
you know, get into the show and then see how it goes. Um, but yeah, actually looking at her team, I mean, I can, I, I'm sure that she has a very, you know, specific list of who to blame on a roster for, you know, maybe some lot. I mean, I, it's gotta be probably Cincinnati stack, you know, Burrow and Chase were just like super hot to start the season. And every, I mean, Jamar Chase for the first, I mean, for at least me for the first half of the season, that was like my one super draft mistake. Cause I just never even like considered picking him up or whatever and he was going off but he's really dropped off um i think from i guess you know from like the prolific kind of numbers he's putting up in the first few weeks uh but he's been kind of like mediocre for the last month half um i i don't know so it's like you know it to me like she got she really like nailed i love the qb wide receiver stack she she nailed it she got a good one for cheap um and and maybe a, a dynasty stack to boot but um yeah it was kind of obvious once once they stopped clicking or you know i don't know it was it may have been your fault you know you traded t higgins away and then he started going off instead of chase so i don't know maybe she should blame you that's true i i, I have been laughing uh, ashley and i are making a lot of like like low you know impact trades at the beginning of the season too derwin james is now the number one uh defensive back so I'm kind of kicking myself over that. And then um, your boy Jordan Brooks is, I'm trying to check his ranking right now, number seven linebacker. So mm-hmm. we each kind of hustled a uh, an IDP star off the other person, uh, which is making me laugh. Oh, I, I I love Jordan Brooks. I love watching that dude. Uh, the, only, my, the only sad thing about Jordan Brooks is that, you know, uh, uh, Bobby Wagner is always the one, you know, yeah. I'm just like, you know, it's great that he's get Brooks is getting his too. But every time there's a big play, it's, it's always Wagner. Trust me. I know. Cause every time I'm rooting for a big play from uh, Okereke on the Colts, it's always freaking Darius Leonard, uh, especially if I'm playing Andrew, which <laughs> so it goes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the playoff picture. Um, so we have a pretty big matchup this week, like I said, between me and Nablonians. You want to look at that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so let me pull it up. I didn't have a sweet, you know, uh, segue to pretend like I had all the information. Oh, you got to have a sweet segue. I know. I should have been prepared, but, you know, we didn't have an agenda. We're just free balling today. So uh, and now ESPN is giving me ads. So I guess this segment is brought to you by, I don't know, my ad blocker got it. Uh, but yeah, this matchup, um, I mean, I know you're not feeling great about it because Susuna's team has been really great, you know, pretty much all season. Um, and she's got, I mean, talking about like, you know, rookies who are paying off Elijah Moore. I'm not sure if he was on your radar as a, a rookie during the draft. He was definitely on mine. Um, you know, I knew he'd kind of be a, a slow burn, I had, but I ended up with, you know, other players. So Elijah Moore's like been going off on the Jets lately. Uh, her team's really strong, but you know she's got some uh, injuries. IDP Logan Wil- uh, Wilson will be out, um, so I don't know. I think you're in a strong position, dude. I, uh, I'm I'm kind of feeling like you know this is yours to take. Yeah, you know it's easy like looking at the ESPN thing or something else, and it's it's kind of giving the edge to my team right now. Um, I feel good with a lot of my players, but you know it, it, you have to kind of like you know, you have to have certain guys on your team to like understand how disappointing they can be. And so when I look up and down my roster, you know, like these are, these are good names to have. I'm, I'm definitely not complaining, but I've seen, you know, Joe Mixon just completely like fall flat. 
uh, this whole Aaron Jones thing, you know, with AJ Dillon is having me fucking pull my hair out, you know, Brandon Ayuk's finally a stud and they just jack shit last week, you know, uh, again, Tyler Lockett's been, he's been good, nice floor, you know, the last couple of weeks, but he had a, a big, you know, kind of boring part of the season too. And now I'm having these like quarterback problems where, you know, I have maybe the top two guys coming into the season and I can't figure out, you know, which one is actually going to do anything. Um, cause you know, Lamar has been fucking terrible. So uh, a lot of lineup decisions to make. And I, I wish I had more confidence in all these guys. I think like the sum of the team, I feel pretty good about, uh, but just from how the season's gone, you know, it, it is easy to kind of point and, you know, paint a picture of how this is not going to go right for me. Yeah. I mean, name value alone, I think you'd probably win, uh, just looking at your starting lineup. I think if anyone saw that before the draft, they'd, uh, <laughs> they'd be scared of it it's a definitely a scary list of names there um you know you mentioned you know the aaron jones situation i mean in my opinion no offense bro you kind of got yourself into another type of situation with a quarterback kind of got yourself into a javante <laughs> no you got yourself into a do i start kyler murray or lamar situation i mean how do you i never want to be in that situation the way it shook out you know ryan was throwing some freebies into our trade and you know when we were talking about lamar i said yeah you know why not kyler was banged up at the time sounded great uh lamar immediately got sick and th- mm-hmm. this is where everything bad started to happen you know because he missed games and he came back and had a pretty crabby game murray is still out this whole time so you know that's fine with me uh but in hindsight you know i'm like i probably could have just streamed you know like a good matchup and, and gotten better scores than this um so and then you know kyler finally comes back last week he is you know is he even gonna play so i obviously go with lamar because it seems like a slam dunk to me and he does jack shit and murray just goes off so I have them swapped around. I think Murray has an easier rest of season schedule, so I don't know that we'll see Lamar in the lineup again. Uh, feels nice having him on my bench. You know, if something happens to Murray, he has a good matchup, but I never want two quarterbacks on my roster, and this is exactly why. You know, I, I kind of like that strategy, though, that, you know, you're kind of looking... I mean, it sounds like you've got Kyler pegged as the the starter. Lamar's right in the bench. You're not looking at matchups. Um, and I, I don't know, to me, that's like, at least for sanity, I feel like that's the, the way to probably do is like figure out, you know, who week to week, you know, a totally neutral opponent, like who's, who gives you the biggest chance to win and then start them and bench the other and try not try hope that, you know, you got it right. Yeah. So, and then, you know, looking at Lucinda's team, uh, it looks like Waller might be back this week, which is bad for me. Good for her. Um, you know, when I look up and down it, it, it kind of looks like a boom bust type team to me. But when you look at Nibelinian scores, you know, they've been pretty consistent, uh, just like a couple down weeks. Um, so, you know, maybe not the best like running back core on the planet, but you know, these are definitely like high floor guys, which you'll take. And then Pollard's been turning it on. Cooper cup is just like fucking incredible. I mean, he could drop, you know, 30, 40 points any week. And like yeah. you mentioned, uh, Elijah Moore, CD lamb, some really awesome, you know, younger dudes going off. So, um, some question marks in the, the IDP area. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm definitely not taking this matchup for granted. I'm, I'm sweating it pretty hard despite what the, the projections or the, the lineups look like or anything. Um, I know that you always love, you know, uh, for matchups of the week, you know, go through the entire week and uh, I'm pleased to say this one will, there's quite a bit on the slate for Monday night. 
Oh um, my God. Look at all her Monday night players. Yeah. <laughs> it's Rams uh, Cardinals. So between <laughs> the Rams lover and the, uh, I don't know, Cardinals lover, you seem to like them quite a bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> I traded them all away. Probably just be yeah. Murray this week, but yeah, man, you're right. Minnesota and Pittsburgh kicking it off on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So Justin Jefferson, TJ Watt, that should be super interesting. Uh, she has a pretty big 10 a.m. block going. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, oh, I can't believe this matchup's going to go till Monday in a yeah. really, really big way. Yeah, you're, you're going to – it's Kyler Murray plus how many points cushion can you get on Sunday night? Kyler here? Murray against, I don't know, three Four to player, five, five players. players yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm wow. going to need a big, big lead coming out of uh, – Sunday. I will. I, I'll divulge my my lineup right now. I th- and you've done this, you know, a couple times this season. I'm. I think I'm probably going to be starting Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Oh yeah. If you, if you can't decide, man, just go for. I mean, one of them scores twenty or thirty points every week, so I'll just yeah. score both of them. I mean, there there is a little bit of. No, I I don't want to say that I've done the math or that I've done any sort of science, but there is a little bit of science there. I mean, if if you have two running backs that combine for 90% snap counts or whatever, you know, and, and, you know, they're t- like collectively going to score, you know, tw- 20 points, average it out to 10. I mean, sometimes that's all you need. Like no one wants to say like, yeah, I'm going to start a running back and hope I get 10 points, but sometimes being able to start two players and figure that you're going to get 20 points on average, it's fine. It works. You know, trust yeah, your, that was, trust that your was my, my gut call from last week and i didn't listen to my gut and it got me three points at a fucking mark ingram so definitely going with the, a lot more gut calls this week you know i want to if i go down it i want to be because you know i made the choices i wanted to make so yeah the one well, caveat i would say though though is that you you know you're not just pairing like two wide receiver i guess you know this is what i got with denver and i'm in a worse situation since denver's offense is like super slow but uh I don't know. I don't think I've, uh, aside from that bye week hell, I don't think I've started all three, you know, or two Denver running backs and then Jerry Judy. But, you know, if you do that, you'll be starting three Packers. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, eggs I feel in like the year you were all in on the Browns. I feel like you had a Browns receiver too. Uh, no, I, I might have had Njoku for, you know, mm-hmm. starter too. I can't remember if that was the year that we did that. It's not great, but yeah, it is the Packers and it yeah. seems like they're turning it on lately. So I'm going to do what I got to do. I, I, I think I already mentioned this. I was trying to unload the John, the Jones Dylan combo when I got Adams, but the, that trade window was, was so short. It was hard to find a buyer. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, but yeah, that's the matchup. Um, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it, even though, you know, this, the season's pretty been pretty tumultuous, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it'll definitely be fun for the rest of us that don't really have too many stakes in it, aside from maybe seeding. But um, yeah, it, it, it's tough. It looks like, I mean, ESPN's projecting you to win. You don't even have a, an IDP slot in there right now. So I, do, I can't feel too bad if I say I'm, I'm rooting for Lucinda. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, man. You, gotta, you don't want me to gotta... win, so that's fair. <laughs> I know I, I don't have anything to root against you. And now I'm even more mad. It, almost every year, Austin snipes some guy like late in the season from me who then goes on to like help him win the bubble. So in a really like mundane move, Austin fucking grabbed Jermaine Pratt this morning, who I thought was the most like boring linebacker pickup of all time. And Austin dropped $5 on him. And now I know without a doubt that this dude is going to be like an absolute stud for the next month. So Man, I hope so. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. 
Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm always, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's hard to predict for waivers. It's hard to predict the whole league. Um, but you know what I do, I do picture a, Ju- a Justin like adversary and just multiply that by, you know, 10 and kind of use that as my guideline. So if I think Justin's after a player, I know I got to maybe bump it up a bit. No, I need to like check. I think Austin installed blue jeans on my computer at some point, and I'm not sure that he doesn't have access to my computer 24 seven. No, so. I'm totally hacking. Definitely hacking. But he, cha- he changed the bid to $5 instead of a dollar. So it wouldn't be as obvious. But... <laughs> Never. I would never stoop so low. But uh, anyway, my friend, do you have anything else to uh, send us off with? Um, I don't. I'm excited about playoffs. A lot of really high scoring teams coming in. I mean, I've, I don't think the last time the playoffs were so stacked top to bottom. I felt like shit going into playoffs last year. I, I knew that I was going to lose at some point. Sucks that it was in the final week. But, you know, it's fun having at least a, a good team this season. Yeah. And uh, everyone else, you know, there's a lot of narratives kind of around like every team, everybody in our division had to duke it out. Andrew's having this like just crazy historic thing. I mean, he's honestly, he's not that far off from, he could have been, you know, like we'd be talking about like a mega team if he had just scored, you know, maybe a hundred more points on the season. Um, and yeah, it's just exciting seeing all the teams come in and what's going to happen next. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I want to echo, I mean, I like looking at the teams that are in playoffs right now, or they all look super powerful, but for like, for the first time ever, I've never been in the playoffs. I feel like with a strong, like super strong team. Um, and this year, I mean, I don't think my team's like super Uber, but like, I feel good. Like, so I'm making the playoffs. I'm I like, I'm not scared around one this year, even though I look at the other teams out there and I'm like, yep, that's a good team. That's a fucking good team. That's a really good fucking good team. <laughs> but I don't know. I think the, uh, you know, it's time it's time for a bloodbath hopefully we get some like really high scoring you know playoffs no matter how they turn out Uh, let's get some excitement yeah yeah i mean your floor since week eight has been about 160 points so dude you're gonna have to turn it on if you're playing the uh the puma skulls jt man jt Uh, sorry he used up all his good there's good games. There's no more. That's how that works. Once mm. they have one good game, you know, I got mine with Darren Jones and wasted it. So I, I did sort of think that watching this last game, because uh, once again, I didn't like bet big on him on in DFS. So it was like, it was like, oh, I really want, you know, I want him to do well. I want to score pro- points against Brett. But it's like, if he does too well, I'm not going to win any money. <laughs> so like, maybe take a, <laughs> take a rest, bro. <laughs> whatever uh it always bending money on the side definitely definitely way to uh, leverage your emotions against your own usually for me failing fantasy football team but sometimes i guess i need a break from my own winning team so um, i got a uh, i got one question for you before yeah. we bounce here uh they're saying that russell wilson is ready to waive his no trade to a handful of teams how are you feeling I, about russ heading to uh you know the saints or the the giants or something I if we're talking about betting. I will bet somebody right now that that is no comes nowhere close to happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't got into that all that, but I think like that's a news report that's like I don't know some reporter trying to make a big headline. But either way, I uh, I don't think about the Seahawks these days unless they're beating the crap out of the 49ers. So you know, I'll think about that in the off season. All right, fair enough. Yeah. All right, buddy. Do you got anything to leave the league with? Uh, I don't. You know, it was a pretty up and down season for, you know, us hosting it. Um, But, you know, I I know that there's like a handful of you out there who kind of appreciate how 
you know, how difficult it can be to run the league at certain points. Um, it's been tough. You know, we've been doing this a long, long time. I, I enjoy recording the podcast. It's, it's fun hanging out and talking about the league and stuff. But it's also a big time commitment. You know, as much time as we spend recording it, we have to spend editing it and publishing it and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, the, the last, you know, I can't, well, I can speak a little bit for you, but I mean, this year has just been like incredibly horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good getting together and getting to do this stuff because it, it is, you know, like a break from the, the regular world to get in here and get to talk about this stuff. But at the same time, it's sometimes just too big of a responsibility that, you know, it's hard to commit to week in and week out. So, uh, you know, I know everybody enjoys it and I, I love talking to everybody and having fun and stuff. And I know the participation, you know, not just with the podcast, but in the league was like, you know, not, not people setting their lineups and stuff, but all the like extra stuff we do was uh, really down this year. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I, I think next year when, if we can finally get an in-person draft and all see each other, you know, it'll kind of like reinvigorate everybody. And I, I look forward to, you know, getting back in chat and just, I don't know, doing all the fun stuff like we used to and hoping next season's a lot more fun, um, you know, week to week than, than this one might've been. Well said, man. And I, you know, I echo all that. It's, it's, it's been weird out here for those that don't live in Northern latitudes. I mean, especially like in fall, I mean, it gets dark here real quick. Um, so it's, I think it, I think today was our shortest uh, or sorry, not our shortest day. It was our earliest sunset. I think the sun went down at like 417. Yeah. I, and I don't I, soul crushing. I don't want to pretend like I eat lunch at a normal time because I definitely am a late luncher. But I mean, I eat my lunch this week. I'm eating my lunch in the dark. So uh, just to give you an idea. But, you know, it, it has been a little bit rough. I mean, I am always thankful for not just like fantasy in general, but like this league in particular because of, you know, this group of friends and, you know, the effort that everyone puts in and trash talk and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, in, when times are like this and it's hard, you know, like watching football is a super great distraction, but you know, like you did mention sometimes that extra work that goes into, to doing some of the other stuff, even if we want to, and we got so much, you know, stuff to talk about, it's, uh, even that little extra bit of work is, is sometimes impossible. So um, I mean, even but, the, even the yeah. fantasy side, like I know every single person in the league has been there where you're having like a fucking super shit week and you're like, well, here goes fantasy. Like maybe this one thing can go right for me. And then your team sucks ass, man. Yep. And it's just like, obviously fantasy doesn't matter in the real world, but it's like, you know, whatever the opposite of a silver lining is, you know, it's just like yet another thing that can't fucking go right. So it can be, it can be disheartening, you know, it can really like pile on and you're like, why do I participate, you know, in this fucking thing? Um, but, you know, we do it because it's fun to hang out with everybody, you know, like the yes. winning and losing is is frustrating and fun. But more than anything, you know, it's really fun getting to watch, you know, football with everybody and chat and shit talk and all the stuff that we do. So I'm, I'm grateful for it either way. Fantasy doesn't matter, but all you guys matter. And uh, it's it's been a it's been a great 11 years in the league and one of the best decisions Whoever decided to, the first of us to watch the league and got this idea, man, genius, Nobel Peace Prize. But uh, yeah, but uh, you know, we're heading into the exciting times. We'll definitely, you know, see if we'll get some, um, you know, other excitement going. I know. Um, I, th- I think I talked about it last year. I don't know if we actually did it. Oh no, we did a small version. But there's like a playoff challenge that NFL.com does um, for the actual football playoffs that that's kind of fancy based. Um, but it's a little bit of like predicting who will go to the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm definitely going to host that for the league again this year. It'd be cool to get, you know, more people in there. Um, you know, but, uh, so we can keep the action going, you know, even after, uh, Bo knows ends. 
Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. I haven't so, played DFS all season, so it can be fun to do something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we're about to get out of here with probably like the Bazinga. shortest podcast we've done in like two years. Feels uh, good. Yeah, no, it does. It, it feels it feels pretty pretty sharp, pretty great. I mean, I had a dog go nuts in the background at one point, but still, I'd say it's like top top quality uh content I'm, here. I muted myself and Edie came in and said, I thought you said you were going to be gone for one minute. And I was like, I absolutely did not say I was going to be gone for one minute. <laughs> Create the reality around you. That's, that's the lesson here. <laughs> All right, Justin, let's get out of here. Let's go to our yeah. kids and our dogs. Um, yeah. Signing off. Uh, we'll see you guys in the playoffs. And um, you know, I think we can at least, you know, we'll, we'll try our best to do, a playoff pod. I think we could do it. Maybe we can do some fun stuff with some of you guys, get some uh, mailbag or, or something in here. Um, but until then from the commission, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting in another great season. Um, and yeah, let's watch some football. Let's watch that. Yeah. Nibelungen's uh, Octo matchup. If you're interested in guest hosting during the playoffs, because your team has been eliminated, please, please feel free to contact us and we'll get you on. Especially if you're filled with hate and vitriol. And I'm talking to you, Brett. <laughs> All right, so long. All right, thanks, everybody. My mixer runs all the way through. Mixer runs all the way through my pedal board. Wow. My mixer. <laughs> Never remember how to stop it. <laughs> Ha ha ha.